Hey everyone, and welcome to the All It Takes a Goal podcast. If you're new around here, I'm a late bloomer who discovered the power of goals in his mid-30s. Now I'm on a furious mission to create the accelerators I wish I had in my 20s. I'm your host, John Acuff, and today we're talking about how to win your New Year's resolutions before the year even starts. You're going to love this episode. If you like tactical, practical, fun ways to approach goals, this one is for you. But first, let's hear a quick word from the sponsor of today's episode. If you want to accomplish more goals next year, you should use the calendar I've been using for the last 12 years. That's right. I've used this calendar for 12 years because I love it. Called the Finish Calendar. And I love it for six very specific reasons. Reason number one, the finished calendar is big and beautiful. It's 36 inches tall by 24 inches wide. This thing is massive. I mount mine on foam board and I'll carry it with me to meetings. It's gigantic. It's got enough space for you to plan your weeks. Number two, the finished calendar is reversible. You've got a vertical and a wide orientation. So a vertical on one side, flip it over, other side, wide landscape this thing gives you both options i personally like the vertical you do you it also comes in dry erase or traditional paper so if you're like i'm a dry erase person i want to be able to kind of write things down and change them awesome we've got that too number three it makes time real when someone says can you do that project in the next six weeks that time feels fictional to me six weeks from now i can't even wrap my head around what will be going on then I need to be able to see the year, not just talk about it. Number four reason that I love it, studies have shown that planning when and where you work on the goals that you do doubles the chances that you'll achieve them. Double, that is amazing. It was a study done in Germany. Number five, the finished calendar has 12 encouraging statements on it designed to help slingshot you into a great month of dreaming and doing. I wrote those statements, they're very encouraging. And number six, it's not expensive. It costs less than $30, that's eight cents a day. Name another productivity tool that you'll ever use every day for eight cents. An entire year, eight cents a day, you can't even get coffee. Like right now, if you're like, I don't know, I know a guy, I get coffee for eight cents. No, you don't, it's very affordable. So over the last 12 years, there's not been a tool that helped me as much as the finished calendar. It helps me keep commitments, it helps me finish projects, and I love this thing. You can get your own copy at finishcalendar.com. That's finishcalendar.com. All right, let's jump into the episode today. I've been trying something new for the last few weeks for those wicked busy people out there. I grew up in Massachusetts, so I use the word wicked occasionally instead of the word very. That is just a swap out we do in mass. So I'm going to give you a 30 second version of this entire podcast just in case you're walking into your office. The kids are having a no nap meltdown. You just finished your time on the treadmill or the the bike. So you ready? 30 seconds. Here's the entire episode. Where does it say you have to wait until January to start a New Year's resolution? Practice it in December and you will, number one, eliminate fake goals before the year begins. Number two, learn the real rhythms of your goals. And number three, get ahead of the entire planet. That's why you should start New Year's resolutions right now. You got more than 30 seconds in your day? Awesome. Here's the whole episode. The funny thing about great ideas is that they always seem obvious after you find them. Oh, wait, you're telling me that I can have every song I like on one device instead of carrying around a CD player with 12? That is obviously the better option. Wait, 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 wait. I can rent movies directly on my TV instead of driving to a store and then possibly being out of trimmers. 
that is obviously the better option. Do you remember when you'd go to Blockbuster and you would kind of like try to gaze ahead to the section of the store where you knew the movie you wanted was supposed to be to see if it was thick in that spot? Because it meant that there were real movies behind just the display. That feels like a thousand years ago. It's really not. Wait, you're telling me I can just take a photo of a document instead of trying to find someone in my neighborhood who still owns a fax machine? That is obviously the better option. Eureka moments like that always feel a bit like common sense on the back end. And today, I'm going to share one that I had this August. Is it as revolutionary as the iPhone? You know what? You know what? Maybe, maybe not. But it has changed how I will approach New Year's resolutions for the rest of my life. And if you try it, it's going to change how you approach them for the rest of your life. When I share it with you, though, you're going to immediately think what I thought when I stumbled on it. Well, duh, that is so obvious. It is, but it still might change your year. Do you know when most people plan their resolution? The day after Christmas. That's the first time they think about the new year. Like with a Hallmark Christmas movie on in the background and a warm cup of sleepy time tea in their hand, they scribble down a few goals because aren't I, aren't I supposed to have some goals this time of year? Isn't that what I'm supposed to do right now? They spend about 30 minutes planning the next 365 days and then wonder, why was this year exactly like last year? Why didn't I accomplish what I wanted to do? I invested a whole 30 minutes into these 365 days. It's weird I didn't get the results we want. Most people don't even really make New Year's resolutions. They make January resolutions. Strava, one of the largest fitness tracking apps in the world studied 800 million athletic activities. That's a lot. They measure things like running and cycling and walking. I use it for running. It's how I track both my runs and my walks. But they studied 800 million athletic activities to determine what day people quit their goals. Can you guess when people lose their motivation, when they run out of steam and they give up on their goals? Maybe right now you're like, I don't know, mid-February, maybe some, like, some real winners make it to March. The majority of people, based on an 800 million athletic activity study, the majority of people quit the second Friday of January. The second Friday of January. It's true. Strava calls it Quitter's Day. That, that is brutal. And I used to be the same exact way. I dabbled with goals and New Year's resolutions just like everyone else. I was always kind of curious about it. It was a little bit of a hobby. And I, I kind of messed around with goals and wasn't serious about them until September 2013. That month, I was forced to get serious about goals and serious about New Year's resolutions. Do you know what happened that month? That was the day when I started my own business. I left my job and I officially opened Ake of Ideas LLC. I no longer had a side hustle. I had an Every egg is in one basket hustle. Like I had done freelance writing for years. I started freelance writing in Atlanta. I had so many random clients. I used to write jingles um, for tire companies. Like I would write, I remember I had a campaign where it was a barbershop quartet jingle for a tire company. Do you know how hard it is to work the word radial into a barbershop quartet jingle? I mean, that was, I also remember I had a client and it was a dog spa. 
So I would write radio ads for a dog spa. I had another client, um, they did laser hair removal. So like, clearly I know all about that. Like that's what's funny about freelance writing. When you're working on a side hustle and someone goes, will you write about blank? You go, yeah, totally. I, I'm a huge proponent of, what did you say that last one was again? Dog spa? They can watch dog-friendly movies all day? Awesome, let's go. I bet they love Beethoven. That's probably one of their favorites or Air Bud. But I did a lot of side hustle, but all of a sudden in September of 2013, more than 10 years ago, I no longer had a side hustle. This was my whole thing. And if I didn't get better at finishing goals, my family couldn't pay our bills. If I didn't get better at finishing goals, my kids couldn't afford college without massive soul-crushing loans. Like if I didn't get better at finishing goals, I might have to get another job. And it might be a job that I didn't love in an industry I didn't love with a commute I didn't love in a cubicle that I didn't love. That's a fat stack of didn't love. And suffice it to say, I didn't want that to happen. I was very, very motivated to get better at goals. Goals were no longer a hobby for me. Goals were a lifeboat in a sea that suddenly felt very stormy. I wasn't casually trying goals. I was clinging to them. Despite that, I still did what everyone else did when it came to New Year's resolutions. I waited until January to get started. But, but why? Where does it say that you have to wait until January to begin a New Year's resolution? That's not, that's not a law. That's not an official requirement. Like there's not a federal bureau of goals like the FBG that says, hey, remember, you have to wait until January. That's, that's just something we all decided. Like we all decided to believe that January was when we did New Year's resolutions all at the same time and then just became a thing. But what if instead we started in December? What if instead of waiting, you practice your resolutions for a month? Can you imagine that? Like you practice them for a whole month before. Can you imagine what would happen to you? Can you imagine how much better they would be? Like, can you imagine how much better you'd perform when it was finally time for January? I can. I can imagine that because I did it this month. So right now, it's the end of November. That's when this episode is going live. And in August, I got together with a neighbor named Bill Bunton. He's a friend of mine, lives down the street from me. And starting in August, we met every two weeks for three months to work on our 2024 goals. We collectively decided that waiting for January was for suckers. It was for suckers. So from August to October, we shared our goals, whittled our list down, and brainstormed on his back porch. He has a covered back porch. I don't have a covered back porch. Dare to dream. Dare to dream. And so on November 1st, we declared a practice month and we tested the goals we wanted to try in January. So here's what happens when you practice goals. Number one, you eliminate fake goals. About 30 to 40% of all the goals you initially write down are going to be fake. A fake goal is something you think you want to do or think you should do, but deep down don't really care about. For instance, Drinking a gallon of water every day was a fake goal for me. What happened was I heard an influencer online say that you should do that. So I tried that because I'm very like, I'm very easily persuaded 
by influencers online. I am. I'm just, I'm, I just fall for those things constantly. And that goal, the gallon of water a day goal, sucked on every possible level. It was just the dumbest goal for me. What I ultimately realized was that the influencer was like a 220, 230 pound weightlifter. And I was a 150 pound writer. And our bodies, our bodies have very different hydration needs. The only thing I learned during that goal was the location of every public bathroom in my town. And by the way, I'm not against you doing that goal. If you're crushing the gallon of water a day goal right now, that good for you. That's fantastic. But for me, like I couldn't go 90 minutes without going to the bathroom when I was drinking that much water. And guess what I do sometimes? I give 90 minute speeches. I had this nightmare of me being in the middle of a keynote and being like, hey, okay, look at this slide real quick. Like focus on this slide. I'll be right back. Like when you fly, when you travel, you spend half the flight in the bathroom because you've drunk so much water. But when you practice a goal, it gives you the chance to weed out some fake goals. Like you get to edit them out of your life before the year begins. You go into January with honest goals, the ones that matter, the ones you really care about. That's the first benefit of practicing your goals. You eliminate fake goals. Benefit number two, you learn real rhythms. Will you knock out your exercise goal in the morning or in the afternoon? Will you do it on your lunch break, after work, at night? Until you try it, you don't really know what's going to be best for you. You don't have the rhythm figured out until you get in motion. There's a soundtrack I use for situations like this. Remember, soundtracks um, is my phrase for repetitive thought. I wrote a book called Soundtracks about mindset. And one that I say sometimes to myself is, until you test, it's just a guess. Until you test, it's just a guess. Before you try a goal for the first time, it's all a guess. But every day you do it, and if you pay attention, you get a little smarter about what you're capable of, and the goal gets better and better and better and better. For instance, I don't have to guess how many books I'm going to read in 2024. I know I'm going to read 10% more than I read last year. That's my goal. At the time I'm recording this, I've read 78 books in 2023. I'll probably finish the year at about 85 books total. If I read 10% more books next year, then that's an additional nine books. Therefore, my reading goal for 2024 will be 94 books. I'm not guessing at any of that. That's fact based on real data. When you practice your goal for a month, guess what you get? The same exact thing. Let's imagine your goal is to write down 10 things you're grateful for every day in 2024. Like maybe that's something you notice is missing in your life. Like you want to be more grateful. You want to practice gratitude. It's something you've always thought you needed to do. And you say, okay, my goal is to write down 10 things I'm grateful for every day in 2024. That sounds like a reasonable goal. But if you practice it in December, you'll know for certain. If at the end of the month, you look up and realize you only averaged about five a day, then you have all the evidence you need to adjust your goal. Now, instead of trying a massive goal in January because you picked the number 10 out of, a, out of a hat and then end up quitting in the third week, you'll change your goal to five a day and crush it all year long. A practice month will teach you the real rhythm. That's the second reason practice goal is important. The third benefit is you feel less pressure. I always say, don't make hard things even harder. 
New Year's resolutions are hard. They're even harder when you build up pressure and drama around the first of the year. There's a lot of cultural pressure with people saying things like, New Year, New You. Wait, wait, what? What was that? I I had to be an entirely new person starting in January. Oh my gosh, that sounds like so much work. You know what's a lot easier? Giving yourself a four-week head start in a month when no one else is working on their goals. Have you ever felt that quiet satisfaction when you get up early in the morning and you beat everyone else to the day? Like smug smug is maybe the wrong word, but there's something really fun about writing or working out or building your business while the rest of the world is slumbering. It's a quiet satisfaction. That's what you feel when you start your New Year's resolutions in December. It feels like you're getting ahead in the best possible way and there's so much less pressure. It's really satisfying and really fun. Those are just three of the benefits you'll experience if you practice your New Year's resolutions in December. There are so many more, and this approach has already helped me so much that I decided to do a free live event about this exact idea. We're calling it Jumpstart 24, and it's on Tuesday, December 5th from 6 p.m. to 7.30 p.m. Central Time. It's 100% free, and you can sign up at johnacuff.com slash jumpstart. That's J-O-N-A-C-U-F-F dot com slash jumpstart. Jumpstart is one word. Here's what you'll get. Number one, a simple method to create better goals in December. Number two, the best approach to stay motivated all year. You ever lose your motivation? It's one of the most common reasons New Year's resolutions fail. We lose the spark. We lose the fire. We lose the inspiration. Let's prevent that this year. And the third thing you'll get is the chance to ask me questions about your goals live. We're going to take some live questions from people. If that sounds fun to you and you're ready to hang out with me for a bit in order to supercharge your 2024 sign up today most people most people wait until january to work on their new year's resolution but there's a phrase i say a lot we're not most people you and i we're not most people we're different we don't wait to feel motivated we motivate ourselves we don't guess at our goals we test them and improve them We don't go it alone, but trust instead in the power of community to call us to places we cannot call ourselves. We goal hard. We goal fun. We goal fast. Don't miss December 5th. It's time to chase your goals like you've never chased them before. It's time to jumpstart 2024. Again, 100% free, 100% fun. Sign up at johnacuff.com slash jumpstart. That's J-O-N-A-C-U-F-F.com slash jumpstart. And last but not least, I need, to, I need to kind of say this. Don't act like you're too good for Tremors. Like when I mentioned the movie Tremors, some of y'all had some judgment in your ears. Like I could just feel it over the microphone. There were some people like, oh, Tremors. But hear me out. Kevin Bacon, Reba McIntyre, and the dad from Family Ties fighting giant sandworms in the desert. That sounds like the Kmart version of Dune. Sign me up. I am such a fan of the movie Tremors. I really am. I just had to get that off my chest before the episode ended. Thank you for listening to today's episode. We'll put all the links in the show notes as always. And thank you for reviewing my podcast. The reviews you write are super encouraging. Here's one I saw recently from Q2. Q2 says, John is my dude. How it started, I was blessed to attend a keynote where John was the speaker. Everything from the content to the delivery had me 100% engaged. When I left the event, I said, I need more. So I hit up his podcast and it has been life-changing. Thanks for saying that, Q2. 
I love to hear that you got to see me at a keynote and then you found my podcast. I love that I get to speak on stages and then speak in different ways like podcasts to share ideas. So thanks for listening to both of those, the keynote and the podcast. Make sure you subscribe or follow or whatever it is the kids are saying these days and please write a review. I'll see you next week. And remember, all it takes is a goal. Thanks for listening. To learn more about the All It Takes is a Goal podcast and to get access to today's show notes and exclusive content from John Acuff, visit acuff.me slash podcast. Thanks again for joining us. Be sure to tune in next week for another episode of the All It Takes is a Goal podcast.